What is happening, everyone? Welcome back to the show. This is Harmonic Whiskey Tales and our Formula One summary of the qualifying from the Hungarian Grand Prix. Uh, so it's been a pretty interesting build-up to it. There's been loads of uh, stuff going on with maybe drivers shuffling around because uh, obviously Vettel won't be at Ferrari next year because Carlos Sainz is going over to the team, um, which I don't think is a bad thing really because Ferrari are really struggling at the moment. So it's actually maybe a bit of a blessing for him. Um, there's rumour of him going to Racing Point, which as of next year is going to rebrand to Aston Martin. Um, that's going to be interesting. It, it, that seems like it could happen because um, Sergio Perez, who drives them currently, even though he's under contract, he's been saying that they're looking around for other teams. So whether something's been said behind closed doors for that, <coughs> excuse me, um, I don't know. So we'll, um, yeah, we'll see what happens with that. But I mean, it's a bit of a kick in the shins for Sergio Perez because he's really supported that team over the last few years when they've been in, you know, financial difficulties. And, you know, he even like sacrificed his salary so that, the rest of the team could get paid. So he's really supported that team and now they're going to turn around and boot him out once uh, now Vettel's available. So, and I mean, unfortunately for Perez, um, Lance Stroll is his teammate and his dad owns the team. So, uh, he's, I mean, it's, I don't think it's going to happen that Stroll is going to get kicked out of the team, unfortunately, even though Perez is probably the better driver at the moment. I mean, Stroll's good. I mean, he's certainly a paid driver. Like, he, he he's there because of the money. But he is still quick, and he actually out-qualified him today. So you can't really... I guess, you know, it's harsh, but unfortunately, that's Formula 1. It's it's um, It moves so quick, and the opportunity for a team like that to sign someone like Vettel, especially when that car is probably the second quickest car on the grid at the moment, and it's probably going to be the same next year, assuming that... They don't get penalised for basically copying the Mercedes car from last year, which is what they've done. Supposedly it's fine, uh, and it all got approved by the FIA that it was similar, but it, it was okay. So um, currently Renault have got their knickers in a twist, surprisingly, um, and they're complaining about the fact that it's basically a pink Mercedes. Um, <laughs> so... Yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting to see what's going to happen with that. Um, so hopefully, you know, I don't think they've done anything wrong, Racing Point. They've kept it within the rules and there's all this stuff about brake ducks looking the same and all this kind of stuff. But, I mean, they don't look that similar. But anyway, so there's stuff going on with that. But, you know, I guess not much is going to happen in the next few months on that. It's going to, it could take a bit of time to really go into depth with it and see what happens with that. So we'll see what happens. But uh, And then the same with um, Perez. I think he's got a buyout clause as of the end of July, so they need to make a decision in the next couple of weeks, I think, uh, for them to trigger this buyout clause. So, But they're going to basically have to pay uh, his salary for the next two years, well, equivalent of just give him a load of money to say goodbye, basically. So um, he could end up going to someone like Haas, because I think they're a bit over Grosjean, but just kind of not being consistent enough. So that's potentially what's going to happen um but that's it i mean Haas isn't doing very well at the moment so partly because the ferrari engine is so underpowered because they've got they got caught effectively cheating last year with this um injecting too much oil through into the engine to create more power um so even though that was kept behind closed doors and they, no one admitted it 
it's the car's suddenly a lot slower on the straight so it must be basically it must be because of that so yeah anyway i've waffled enough that's kind of roughly what's going on in the world of formula one um qualifying it was pretty good actually it was quite enjoyable there's some real standout performances again um pierre gasly again doing an incredible job for alpha tori um or alpha tauri i think you say um so well done to him. Let me just go through the standings and results from qualifying and then we'll go through and summarise stuff. So uh, 20th is Kimi Raikkonen for Alfa Romeo Racing and then Antonio Giovinazzi 19th for also for Alfa Romeo. They're really struggling at the moment. I think this that impact of power because they're Ferrari engined has had a big impact on their team. Um, and then also Haas is a Ferrari powered car. So they're um, also not doing very well. So Roman Grosjean was 18th um, for Haas. And then you've got Daniel Kvyat for Alpha Tauri in 17th. So he I, I obviously had issues with balance set up because that's a lot lower than he kind of should have been, especially considering where um, Pierre Gasly got to. So yeah, a bit of a hard session for Daniel Kvyat there. Um, Kevin Magnussen for Haas is 16th. Um, so doing well I think proving he's probably the quicker of the two um, Haas drivers so he's, he's doing well um, and then awesomely Williams uh, made it through to Q2 uh, so they had a really good session in Q3 and actually um, it was really interesting they all went round once in the, and did their laps got their times in and then Williams went out first for the second run and the track just the temperature came up a bit and changed and the I don't know something they call it track evolution and it was huge like um Latifi put it in P7 in Q3 and then also um uh George Russell put it in P3 I mean it was incredible I mean I mean it was a lap a really really good lap I mean really really impressive so um I mean if you look at the times you know he was only really you know, he wasn't far behind getting into Q3 even. I mean, yeah, he did an incredible job. It was a really good lap. So he's really showing his talent. And actually for Latifi to get through as well into Q2, he did a really great job because obviously this is his first year in the team. So he's taken a couple of races to get into the vibe of it, I think, but he's starting to show a bit of promise. And I mean, Russell is outperforming him quite drastically, but... Um, I think give Latifi a bit of time. He's, uh, he's he seems like a good driver. So uh, and Williams is definitely improving. Like they need to find about half a second in the car, and that's going to get him into the top ten. I think if they can do that, but half a second. I mean, if you look, they've they've gained two seconds from last year alone. If you're on the same track, so to do that in Formula One is incredible. And I don't think people are talking about that enough. How actually well they have improved. So I know I've kind of had a go at Claire Williams a little bit for maybe not running the team quite as well as she could have done. But I don't know. She seems to be making a difference now. And maybe it was more who was running the team before her that caused these issues that they've had in the last few years. And since she's been more involved in the team, they have been clawing their way back. So, yeah, great to see. Russell still needs to, I think, needs to be in a better car, but he's doing what he, the best he can in that car and outperforming what that car can do I believe so um it, it, at least Mercedes can see what he's doing as well but they're in a they just can't get him in a better car so it's difficult but anyway there we go I've I've sidetracked now I don't know where was I up to Latifi 15th for Williams yeah uh Esteban Ocon 14th for Renault not a great session for him uh the biggest surprise here was Alexander Albon 13th for Red Bull 
Um, I'll come back to that, but we'll, we'll talk about that. Um, and then George Russell, P12, really, really great job from him. Um, yeah, amazing job from him. Uh, Danny Ricardo, P11. Um, and then you've got... And Russell was really, really close to getting through into the top 10. Honestly, he was so close with with his times. It's it literally a tenth of a second and he, he'd have been up there. So um, then you've got Pierre Gasly, P10 for Alpha Tauri Honda. Really, really good job from him. He's like, this year, he's just stepped up a level. I mean, it's it, he's doing a really, really great job. And um, I think he's going to help drive that team forward. You know, the Honda's a really good engine. The car seems good good but difficult to get set up right but when it is set up right it, it does perform so um and Gasly yeah he's doing a really great job and it's been a really hard few years for him with being dropped by Red Bull and all this kind of stuff so um yeah he's doing great uh we've got P9 Carlos Sainz from McLaren Renault and then Lando Norris P8 for McLaren Renault um really close times there's literally there's nothing between these two guys they're both super talented and um when they get a Mercedes in their engine in their car next year, they're going to be fighting at the top. Their their car, I think it's probably better than the Racing Point, but obviously the the engine difference between the Renault and the Mercedes is a is a bit different. So yeah, so they did well. They probably could have been a little bit higher up, but I think um, they're not far off where they should have been. This track isn't quite so suited to their car, but they did all right. And you got Max Verstappen P seven again, a bit of a surprise, but the, the car's just a handful at the moment. So I think he he kind of drove beyond where that should maybe have been. Um, so congrats to him. Um, you know, at least he got it up there somewhere. And then you got the two Ferraris P six Charles Leclerc and P five Sebastian Vettel. Nice to see Vettel. Uh, getting a little one up on Leclerc there. I, I, I'd like to see Vettel do well this year. So, well done from them. I think the car is it's underpowered, but it seems like they've found a balance for the car. So it's handling a little bit, little bit nicer now. So in the in the high speed corners, it's looking pretty good. So, um, so yeah, promising signs from Ferrari. Still a bit underperforming, but they need to just figure out getting more power in their engine, which I guess they're working on. So. We'll see what happens with that. And then you've got P4, Sergio Perez for Racing Point, and P3, Lance Stroll for Racing Point. Really great job from them. That car is fast. It's got the Mercedes engine. It's essentially a Mercedes from last year. Um, so it's doing really well. So they're, they're really a team to watch in the next few years. Next year when they're Alfa Romeo, I, I think they're going to be hunting for regular podiums. They're going to have McLaren hot on their heels, though, and maybe Ferrari as well. Um, and I mean, it, the, the top 10 next year is going to be really competitive, I think. So um, at least up until we get to the top two, so Bottas P2 and Hamilton P1, um, they were just in a league of their own, like almost by a second, <laughs> a second quicker than, than the racing point. Uh, so, yeah, they're... I mean, Hamilton on this track is almost untouchable and Bottas got within a tenth of a second, which is really impressive on this track. Um, it's, yeah, I mean, it's hard to beat Hamilton when he's in that this kind of form, uh, but Bottas was pushing him, but um, they actually did a side-by-side comparison of their two laps and it was there was nothing in it. You're talking about by the end of the lap, there's about four foot difference, like, it's literally that close. I mean, it's it's nothing. So um, it was really interesting to see the different lines they took through the various corners and the, the different way they approached it. Um, so, yeah, it was interesting. Yeah, so, I mean, congrats to Hamilton. He did really well. I think Bottas did the best he could considering 
Um, so that's really good. And obviously Racing Point, really good job from them. There's that added pressure from them about this, you know, the them getting complaints and being investigated about their car. But I, I, I feel like they haven't done anything wrong. It, it was within the rules as of last year. So there are a few tweaks to the rules this year, which means technically maybe they might have done things wrong if they implemented it this year but because they'd had it all built and sorted before this year I, th I think it's okay so i think it's just renault complaining about them because they're just being renault basically so french and moody basically um <laughs> i think renault should just get their head down and just figure out what how to make their car quicker and focus on that rather than wasting energy and all this negative shit trying to you know <sighs> I don't know, complain about another team doing well. We just had a good idea and they've, you know, they've, they've kept within the rules and yeah. So I don't know. Red Bull I aren't really complaining so much. It just seems to be Renault because they think they should be competing with Racing Point. But yeah, I don't know. It's, it's weird. They just need to, I don't know, get their head down and, you know, they've got potential having a really good car. So they, they just need to figure it out and, and you know, they, they're not far off the pace. So yeah, they just need to do that. So let's just talk about Red Bull. So that car this weekend especially has been really hard to get set up right. They've been having balance issues the entire weekend through, you know, all the practice sessions. Albon especially has been struggling. There's been weird vibrations through the car and I think struggling to get the, I don't know whether it's the wheels balanced properly, tyre pressures, getting heat into the tyres properly. It's if they try and put more front end on it, so it turns into the corners better. The rear end just steps out too much. If they dial that back and make the rear end more stable, then it's just understeering too much. They just can't find that balance. I guess we'll know how it, the car is in the race. So maybe it's slightly more suited to the race. Maybe. But um, there was also a few issues with um, Red Bull sending Alex out in pretty bad positions on the track and kind of getting stuck in traffic and out of sync with... So some drivers on a slowing down on a lap where they were cooling their tires down before they went for another another lap, and I, I don't know. It's weird, and even on the at the end of Q two, they sent him out at, right at the end of the snake of cars, essentially. So I feel like, mate, I, I get why they were doing that because this track evolution thing was having quite a big impact on times. But I think for Q two, they should have just got him out, literally waiting at the pit exit off and off he goes just so he had a clear track and he could do his thing and get his head right and you know I think he would have got through to Q3 so it's weird I mean obviously the, the car is difficult to set up right and they are having issues but I think they're not managing Alex quite as well as they should be because he's super talented and I think he could be every bit as fast as Verstappen, but he's not quite as strong mentally maybe as Verstappen is. And um, I don't know whether he's just a bit too nice. <laughs> maybe I don't know. He just needs to, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he just needs to step up and start telling them what to do more than letting them tell him rather than telling him what to do, I think. Because I think Verstappen is very strong-willed and it's like he... He's quite um, dominant with the team. And he's that good that he can get away with that. But I think Albon is just as good. Like if you speak to George Russell or, um, or if you hear what George Russell or Norris or even Verstappen and Leclerc, they came up with Albon through all the racing series. And Albon was always 
thought of as one of the quickest out of all of them. So um, I know Russell was the one that won everything, which I think just shows his mental side is stronger because that's you don't just need speed in Formula One, you need that mental toughness and that mental edge, which I think Russell has in spades. So um, Albon needs to just find that, I think, and be... I think he just needs to back his ability and it's very difficult having your teammate as Max Verstappen who's you know thought of now as probably one of the most talented people on the grid in terms of speed and just everything so it's difficult for him but I think it purely for Alex it's it's mental at the moment it's not his ability and obviously Red Bull are having issues with their car so this is kind of combination Max is managing to maybe figure that the car out a bit more and drive around those issues slightly better than Alex, maybe. Um, again, I think that's just the mental side of it. So I think Red Bull, they need to realise how good Alex is and they need to support him and help him get to where he needs to be. But Red Bull aren't great at that. They just think if you're in the team, you should you need to step up and perform, otherwise they'll just cut you. And there's, there's always seems to be that pressure. So I, I get why they do that, but... They've got such a talent in Alex, like more talented than, you know, previous drivers they've had in the car, like Daniel Kvyat and um, uh, Pierre Gasly. If you know, he is showing a lot of talent now, but it's, I think they are the same thing. They're just a bit more weak mentally. And I, I just worry that Alex is going to head down that road if Red Bull don't nurture him a little bit. Um, he's like a kind of rough diamond. He, he's got this incredibly incredible talent hidden within him but he just needs Red Bull to be the people that cut that diamond and make it perfect you know and um whereas Verstappen's I think already got that so um yeah that's a good analogy I think so yeah it, it's I don't know it's hopefully he's all right I mean it was really nice if you watch the post-race interviews um I'll see if I can let me just see if I can find the article because um yeah here it is so russell was being interviewed by sky f1 and um they were talking about his lap because it was an incredible lap for him to get into q2 it was sensational from him but he he actually just he said yeah you know he, he was very complimentary of his team and how hard they're working and um all that sort of stuff but then he actually made a, a point to um talk about russell um because they're really good friends so um uh, i'll just read you what he says here so um, so he says, I've known Alex for the last 15 years, been in the same paddock as him. You know, he's one of the best drivers. We all race, um, said Russell, pass, Russell passionately. Um, Max, Charles, um, all of us will say he's always been at the front in everything he's done. And I don't know what the hell is going on. I feel really bad for him because he's being made to look like an idiot and he's absolutely not. Um, he's won in everything he's done. So I don't know what's going on, but they need to sort it out for him. So, I think that's really nice for a, com a, a competitor driver, essentially, because he is to um, to be saying something like that and supporting, you know. I mean, he's his mate first, I guess, but it's um, it's just really nice for a driver to say that because you don't really see that quite so much of other drivers praising other drivers quite so often. So they're all very cagey about giving away too much. Um, but. I think Russell sees that Alex needs some support right now and hopefully Red Bull do as well. Um, so it's, yeah, um, I think uh, he spoke to, to um, the media afterwards also and he says, so this is um, Alex Albon after he's been interviewed. 
um i mean over the radio he said um i told you i told you don't put me out in traffic um having a go at his team over the radio i think he just needed to say that on the radio so it was heard by everyone because he obviously wasn't happy so it's good that he's sticking out for himself i think so um and then he goes on to say when he was talking to the media it was a bit of everything obviously i didn't do a great lap as well so you know he admits his fault there but we had another lap to fix it he explained um it's a few things to be honest we need to sit with the team and discuss it and just be better prepared for the next time i was happy with the car in fp3 not so much in qualifying so we need to figure it out a bit better um it's uh yeah i mean yeah it's tricky formula one's so difficult to it, literally these cars run on a knife edge if you if you're slightly out of sync with something or not getting your tires into that right window in terms of heating them up properly or brake temperatures or anything like that can affect things so it's um <clears throat> it could easily also be the team just maybe they get the tire pressure slightly wrong or the balancing of them or i don't know something it can just throw the whole thing off so and then if they put you out in traffic where you don't really want to be there's that mental side of that but also you're having to it affects your warm-up lap so you can't get the tires quite right or you know just little things like that can just have an impact so um but i mean that the track itself is notoriously bad for um traffic because it's quite a short track it's i don't know it's, it's difficult to get a nice clean run anyway um so yeah i don't know it's difficult but hopefully it'll be all right i think uh red bull understand how good he is so it's just um and this year is difficult as it is i mean it, it's a very strange year at the moment with races that we don't even know how many races there are going to be this year for instance they're still adding them and, and doing the schedule as we're in the season it's, it's just i mean it's it's unprecedented at the moment so i mean it's incredible to show what the team can what what formula one is managing to do just with the logistics of it all just because a lot of the time you need to be shipping stuff a long time beforehand to make sure things are at certain races so i think because they're not going to venture over to the to the america to north or south america and they're probably going to minimize the asian side of things as well um it does make the logistics a little bit easier but it's still very challenging um so yeah anyway I think that's probably summed up things pretty nicely. I mean, watch the, uh, if you haven't watched it, give it a watch. Just watch uh, Hamilton's lap. I mean, the Mercedes in turn four is, and turn 11 is sensational. Like it's flat out in, in it's insane how quick that car goes around uh, those corners. I mean, it's, everyone was just like, uh, even Martin Brundle during commentary, when he saw it go around turn four, like in car, he was just like speechless. He was like, oh my God. And then afterwards in the Sky F1, uh, summary when they did a side-by-side -side comparison of Bottas's and Hamilton's lap they they actually so you've got um Anthony Hamilton and Karun Chandok doing the the so doing the kind of uh summary and breakdown of the laps and they just said right we're just going to have this corner full screen and let's just watch it and they it, you saw it go around the corner and both of them are just geeking out over it and they you clearly know they all want to be in that car just to experience those corners so it's just quite exciting seeing that and actually a lot of people don't realize anthony hamilton he's um uh he's the development driver for mercedes so he does all their simulation work and apparently he's just another level of just 
technical brilliance doing that particular role for them um he's just so precise and he's he does an incredible job for them so he he plays a really important part in why that car is so good which not a lot of people really give him credit for so i mean mercedes do totally wolf does so you know it's um it's really good to have him summarizing these laps because he really knows what's going on in, in those cars so yeah that, that's kind of cool so um it's worth watching if you can just just, just i mean just watch uh if you go onto the um, mercedes uh, instagram page on um uh it it went up not so long ago there's the, they show the full lap of hamilton's pole lap and it's worth watching it's it's very cool so um yeah there we go anyway i have waffled enough it was an enjoyable qualifying um I think driver of the day for me is George Russell again. That's like three weeks running, basically, <laughs> um, or two weeks running. I don't know what it is. So, yeah, he, he's doing great job for Williams. They must be so pleased. Um, and they've actually confirmed he's there next year. Uh, they've confirmed him and Latifi. So that's a bit of stability for the team. So, yeah, really great job from him. And actually, also, I want to say Pierre Gasly, I think, is probably the second driver of the day for me. He's... um. He's getting results in that car, which always, he, I don't know. And he has had engine problems all week so far as well. They've had massive problems with the engine. So for him to have got into Q3 is incredible. So, so I think he needs a bit of a congratulations because, like I said, he's had a really hard few years. So, and for him to come back from that, it's, um, it shows the, mental strength that he's got so yeah congrats to him as well so yeah and obviously congrats to lewis hamilton you know i'm a big fan of his so um again he was just sublime uh so it's going to be hard to beat him tomorrow because and if he wins tomorrow he breaks the record for most number of wins at any one circuit so um he takes that record from schumacher so um that's going to be interesting to see but there could be some rain around tomorrow so i think it's going to be quite a good race so if you can tune in i would recommend it it's going to be really good and um yeah we'll be back with the summary for that tomorrow uh we've got dave on the podcast probably the next episode in between these two it might be after i do the, the summary of the race well, i'm not sure uh we're going to talk a bit of hip-hop so um if you're into hip-hop and music and stuff then uh, tune in for that one so yeah cheers everyone and we'll be back really soon bye